Welcome to Leadership Reflections, a collection of leadership podcasts by me, Barry Dorr. I'm returning today to something I've really started to enjoy, which is chatting with people just for a few minutes about leadership. Today I'm joined by Sarah Wilson, who works for an organisation called PSS. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Barry. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's fair to say we've had some technical glitches today, haven't we? Just a few. But we're trying, we're moving on, we're moving on, we're not giving up. So, tell us about PSS. I will do. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me to to come on today. Um, thank you for being here. Oh, you're you're very welcome. I'm always happy to talk about PSS. I am incredibly proud of my organisation. Um, so always happy to talk about it. So yeah, first thing I will say because everyone always asks, what does PSS stand for? So it stands for Person Shape Support, but we we don't really reference that. We're we're just known as PSS to to those who know us. Um, and what we do, we are a social enterprise, we're over 100 years old, so we've got a really rich history. Um, and our strapline right back when we started was to see a need and find a way to help. And that's exactly what we're, we're still doing. So we've got lots of portfolios of work that we do, uh, working with some of the most vulnerable people in society, whether they're troubled families, people known to the criminal justice system, um, people with disabilities and, and beyond really. Just sounds great. And this is, I know this is based in the northwest of England. But do you work across the country or are you just regional? Yeah, so we, we started in Liverpool, um, right back at the beginning, born and bred there. And, um, and then since then, we've started to deliver services right across the UK. So now at the moment, we're working, uh, we've still got lots and lots of services in the northwest, but we've got some in North Wales as well, some in the Midlands area, and uh, we work over as far as Norfolk and Suffolk on the, on the oh. coast too. And you're from the Midlands, aren't you? Not from Liverpool? I am. I'm, I'm not from Liverpool, as you'll tell from my accent. I'm from Staffordshire. <laughs> Uh, but what you have got in PSS is the best job title in the world. <laughs> I do. <laughs> just share just share your job title. So my job title is Head of Great Ideas. Wow. That must go down a storm at dinner parties. It's a good conversation starter for sure, yes. So what does it mean, the, the Head of Great Ideas? <laughs> so... We like to use simple language at, at PSS. We really try and get rid of the jargon. So great ideas is what we use in place of innovation, really. Um, and where it came from, we had uh, we have innovation. Obviously, it, it's always been done, if you like, at director level, at board level. And we decided, after we, we got a, a suggestion come through, actually, that so much of what we do at PSS is different, but the way that we do innovation was was not so different so what they wanted was someone who would be right in the thick of it in the organization trying to grow um great ideas from people um and to put more of them into action right in in the you know right in the forest if you like 
of what we do. It just sounds great. Sounds a great, great idea. What a lovely job title. <laughs> so, so why is it so important you get great ideas coming through? Well, I think that every organisation should know, and hopefully do know, that you need to always be willing to to get better at what you do or to to grow and change with the times if you want to survive but not only that it brings out the best in in your people as well so to have this culture where you're encouraging people to come up with new new ways of doing things and and new tweaks to what they already do it brings out the best in in your people as well and it's it's really needed at the moment because people want to contribute they want to contribute to the work that they're doing and to the organization that they work for so it was absolutely the right thing to do for um for our staff and our people um but for pss to survive in the future as well and i always reference the the story of blockbuster video remember them good old old blockbuster video so so they were um you know they were very very successful back many years ago but they were quite rigid in their thinking and didn't want to change what they were doing so when other organizations were coming out with new things like netflix and they were posting dvds and then allowing people to stream movies right into their home blockbuster stayed still and they they said no we're kind of carry on doing what we're doing because that's always worked for us and as we know, they're not really around anymore. They have got one store still in America, though. Uh, somehow that's hanging on. Um, but, yeah, you have to be willing to, to do things differently and to change what you're doing. Otherwise, or, you just won't survive. Or we sleepwalk into oblivion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just love the Charles Darwin quote. It goes something like, it's not the most, uh, the strongest of the species that will survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most adaptable to change. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. Because if you look at Pearson's rich history, 100, 100 years plus now of rich history. I think at the beginning, you were, PSS, were responsible for introducing, forming things like Citizens Advice and Relate. Yeah, right? absolutely. Riverside Housing, um, they had a hand in age concern, all these different things that are still uh, really successful organisations today. So really rich history. So that tradition is so important. Yeah. Keep hold of it, but don't rely on it. Look forward the next 100 years. That's where we need to move, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Stick, keep with the tradition, keep it close to you because it's so important, but you've got to look forward yeah. all the time. So how do you encourage people to submit these ideas? What do you, what do, you do? Well, that's the that's million-dollar question, really. Um, when we first launched this, so it's been going sort of six months since we launched it now, um, one of the first questions we asked were, what are the barriers at the moment that you have to submitting ideas? Um, and we had this lots of feedback from people a big list that was gathered um and we realized how sort of vulnerable it made people feel to submit an idea um so first of all there's there's confidence in terms of um you know people don't know if their idea is a good one or not so they it's safer to stay quiet they, they won't share it um and then there's something around if i suggest that we do something new that's going to be left with me so mm-hmm. I'll have to start doing that and I haven't got the time to do it or I haven't got the skills to do it. Um, sometimes people have said that, oh, I don't even suggest this because we haven't got the money to do it. So there's all these barriers that that were there. Well, um, understandable barriers as well, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely understandable barriers, yeah. We, which we need, so we needed to understand those to, to understand what our current position was before we could help to create the right, the right conditions for people to to actually submit ideas so 
the right conditions that people want and, and what they've told us is um, that they want to be heard. They, they don't want to suggest something and for it to fall on deaf ears. They mm. want to know that they will be listened to and then that idea will be taken forward and they'll be kept in the loop about it. Um, and I think the, the biggest thing and the most important thing is that this, this pressure that people will think, unless I've got it all thought out, completely designed in my head exactly, and I know it's going to be a success, I'm not going to suggest it. That's the opposite of what we're trying to do because we want to encourage people to, to try things and to fail. You know, that's absolutely fine. You, you learn from, from mistakes, you learn from trying something, and then you know where you've gone wrong and you can try again. And that bit is key if you want to really grow a culture like the Great Ideas Culture because um, people have to feel that it's safe to try things and to be curious and to question stuff without knowing it will come back on them if it doesn't work out. So it's okay to fail? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because otherwise we, we don't learn, do we? we don't, you're not going to make progress if you don't have some failures along the way. Absolutely, yeah. Some things take a really long time to, before you get the right version and there's lots of stories in history about things that were stopped and then picked up again a few years mm. later um, and that is part of the learning process isn't it but you will you'll get there eventually so we're trying to remove that pressure from people I think one of the stories was Edison and the light bulb yeah that, um, had many trials before he found the uh, correct solution many failures yeah. if he'd given up one of the first failures we'd all be sitting in the dark today we would absolutely it's just so important. I guess the other thing that's important is line managers mm. because if you have a line manager who says, what's all this nonsense about great ideas, don't do that, just get on with your work. I mean, it's an extreme argument, that is. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work, is it? You've got to have a great line manager who encourages you to come up with ideas, gives you the space and time to do so, mm-hmm. and is really positive about it. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if you have a line manager who tells you what to do all the time, um, you're not going to think for yourself. You're just going to go and wait for the next thing to mm. be told. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot that can be said for line managers who will just go and ask and they will sort of collaboratively design things with their with their staff teams um, and give lots of feedback and like you say the time and the space and the encouragement to to come up with their own solutions and you'll get far richer material um, from having all of your staff team engaged in that way than if you're just barking orders at people. Which is about a line manager who focuses on inspiring and enabling people rather than the old traditional command and control. Yes. So, 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 so important. Uh, in terms of these ideas, I, I see a tradesman's van. Mm-hmm. It's a painter and decorator. I see on the side, no job too big or too small. Is that the same with ideas? Is, uh, and can people suggest really big ideas? And What about small ideas? Do you want those? We want every idea. Literally every little spark of a thought that people have, we want to hear about them. Mm. So it can be quite tricky to, to capture everything, but mm. that's what we're trying to do. Um, the majority of ideas that are coming through so far are small things they're tweaks to existing stuff that we're doing or they're small things that people have seen somewhere else that they think oh we could introduce that here and it might just make the day job a little bit easier or it might save a little bit of time or a little bit of money um and that's absolutely great there will be a wealth of those and it's lovely for me to hear them and just say that sounds fantastic just carry on and do it just go ahead um because they can usually be put into place quite quickly and people can run with them and and by getting a real momentum up of lots of those small ideas, then that's really helping the culture too, because people are flexing the muscle, trying to be creative a bit more, um, and they're seeing the successes. We have had some bigger ideas come through, and, and people have come to me and said, 
for years I've thought we should do this and it might be designing a whole new service or working with a different group of people mm. um and they're they're also wonderful to hear but they're going to take a lot more time to get right yep. uh, it might be something that you um, have to get the right people around the table you have to have lots of different versions discussions before you you've got a sort of final um you know idea in mind um and they they're not going to come along as often and i've had to get used to that idea a little bit because yeah. i was thinking there'd be loads of massive ideas straight away and the reality is that they don't always come up that often that there are yep. a few of those and um you know they could take years and years to yep. get to get right but both of them are you know big and small are really valuable and if you pick up an idea which is um transferable across the organization would you thought that's important as well yeah yeah so one of the things i'm trying to do to to help the culture to go is to share stories it's the best way mm. to to sell something so isn't it absolutely um so if if we've had a success somewhere then i'm trying to share that story I'll, I'll shout about it on different channels and things at work um and yeah I, just keeping you ear to the ground you hear you hear a lot of these little successes along the way you do indeed you do indeed so looking back your career in pss let's take you back to when you started mm -hmm. and um if you could give some advice to you on that day the young you what would it be when I first started, goodness. Okay, uh, well, I've worked for PSS for about 14 years now. Um, and there was a good six years or so where I didn't line manage anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I got into my first um, leadership role. I, I think that um, taking that first jump is massive at the time. It can feel really, really daunting. And what I've realised along the way is that actually you can you can be a leader at any level whether you're line managing people or not because you can have a positive influence on, on people at any time no matter mm. what your role so that's one key thing um but yeah I, I i remember that that first jump into being a line manager and then as my roles have progressed since then and i am definitely guilty of imposter syndrome <laughs> uh, and, I, and i think everyone is i think at different times anyone can be it doesn't matter how confident you are you can always question yourself can't you so my advice and how I've overcome that really is to be honest about it to be really open and I think that showing that vulnerability mm. has there's there's real strength in it mm. and that's what I've I've come to realize um so rather than worrying and, and thinking you know am I doing what I need to be doing or I don't know how to do this but I'm too worried to to ask or any of these things that can hold us back um I think the the best gift you can give to yourself is to be open and honest about your vulnerabilities and you'll connect with more people and you'll get help that you need as a result of that and you'll realize that actually everyone is the same to a degree. I, th I think being willing to open up your vulnerabilities is a part of the hallmark of, of um, authentic leadership. I really do. Just pick up on one point there, I know you emphasized it. Um, we don't need to manage anybody to be a leader. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a lesson that takes some time to learn, but when you learn it, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got no doubt some of these people who are producing these great ideas are in front row, front line jobs, not line managing anybody. But they've been they're demonstrating leadership by coming up with an idea uh, absolutely in fact i would say that a majority of the ideas coming through are from sort of frontline workers at the moment to be honest and i can think about all the people who have a positive influence on me at work and 
It's from everywhere, you know. It's yep. from people who have got a more senior role than me, who haven't got a more senior role than me, for a completely different role than me, and um, and that's lovely, you know. I I love that, and so it, it can be hard to get across to people because people yep. think leadership. I have to be a line manager, but you you absolutely don't. Okay, um, you are obviously passionate about your job. You, your positivity really comes through when you're chatting. But I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask other people this later on as well. If you could do any job at all in mm -hmm. the world, what would be your perfect job? Ooh. It's such a choice. What would it be? That is a tough question. And I think my answer to that would change lots over years, sure. I'm sure, as well, and, and will have done already. Um, if I wasn't doing what I do now, I would love to be... Um, the other thing that brings me a lot of joy is coaching. So I, mm -hmm. we've got a, a great coaching culture at PSS. We've had, uh, we've won awards for it, in fact, and, and I've had coaching. I, I am a coach at PSS and I've done coaching outside of work too. I get so much from that interaction with people. I love connecting with people and having those moments where you just open up a little bit and you definitely get that with coaching and you can see people just thrive as a result of, of that process. So that's brought me huge amounts of joy and I think that would be somewhere in my sort of ideal future scenario um, but not only that I've got to see different parts of the country uh, working for PSS uh, that I may not have done otherwise and it's made me realise what a, a wonderful country that we live in and I love travelling and seeing different parts I think I'd be happy by the beach somewhere just sitting somewhere I've got a you know big glass window sitting by the beach doing some coaching clients that would that sounds pretty good not, to not me a lot, not a lot of beach in Staffordshire is there not a lot of beach in Staffordshire <laughs> at all <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you in, in we're very similar in terms of what we really would love to do in terms of that perfect job mm -hmm. thank you it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you Sarah this is a great organisation PSS and I think what you're doing is brilliant so thank well you done. so much Barry thank you <laughs>